Today is World Hepatitis Day. As Australia deals with COVID-19 outbreaks, it is important to remember that viral hepatitis is also a pandemic. Viral hepatitis can lead to liver cancer and directly impacts nearly 360,000 people in Australia. Hepatitis B and Hepatitis C are the most common blood-borne viruses in the world, including here in Australia. Despite some good progress, Australia needs to ramp up its responses to hepatitis B and hepatitis C to meet its hepatitis elimination goals. Today I'm joined with Melanie Eagle, the CEO of Hepatitis Victoria. Good afternoon Melanie and how are you? Good thanks Matt, great to be here. So today is World Hepatitis Day, tell us about it. So it's one of only nine international health days that are actually recognised globally by the World Health Organisation and its partners across the globe. Uh, it's a day of action, I guess, and awareness raising. Sure. And you've started with the Let's uh, Talk HEP campaign. What does that entail? It's, as I say, I guess that awareness raising. Let's get it out there. Let's be <laughs> get talking people on talking. Your radio station. Uh, let's get people aware, not only that there is... Uh, viral hepatitis around there, as you said, a, a silent pandemic, really, but that you can act on it and we can eliminate it. So it's a positive message we want to share. Very good. And I would imagine that there would be some type of test that you can have for hepatitis, is there? Yes, there is. Now, and this is where we might compare with, uh, you know, coronavirus uh, that's going around. We have a lot of tools available to us and why we can confidently talk about elimination. And actually the WHO, Australia, Victoria are all committed to elimination by 2030 because of all these tools. So when you say test, yes, you can. It's a simple blood test uh, for your liver function. And if there's, uh, you know, the concerning rates there, they can go on and do further tests around uh, fibrosis of the liver and things like that. Sure. But yeah, and it just starts with a blood test. Okay. So what are some signs and symptoms that um, people usually need to look out for? That's a bit harder, unfortunately, because uh, the two forms of hepatitis that we need to be concerned about, which is hepatitis B and hepatitis C, are chronic conditions uh, that can go on and affect people over many years before they really have symptoms. Wow. Uh, and the symptoms are quite diffuse. So usually you'd associate them with things like, uh, you know, fever, the headaches, perhaps the sweats, but they can, and a bit of nausea, but they're not a strict, a confined lot of symptoms. Uh, I guess we're all in the, in the space these days of trying to say, oh, have I got symptoms, for example, of flu-like conditions? Well, that's a little bit like the space you're in for viral hepatitis. But when it gets worse, uh, then it does get to be, you know, the inflammation around where your liver is, the yellowing of the skin and the eyeballs, um, the darker urine, things like that. Mm. So is it hereditary? No, it's not. So it's passed on... They're blood-borne uh, viruses, as you mentioned. Um, so they're largely passed by direct blood-to-blood -blood contact. Okay. And they're slightly different for Hep B and for Hep C. I'm happy to chat about that. But, yes, it's it's through 
blood uh, transmission. So, in fact, for example, before the 90s, when we were even aware of them, a lot of people got them through blood transfusions because we didn't screen for it. It was in the sure. blood supply, supplies that were being, uh, you know, provided for health conditions. Mm. So can you live a healthy life if you are suffering from hepatitis or if you get diagnosed with hepatitis? So that's part of the good news. And again, if I go back to hepatitis B and hepatitis C, hepatitis B, well, not only can you vaccinate it against it, but your question about living with it, if, if uh, you didn't receive a vaccination and you do have it, um, it can be well managed. So it's about getting onto treatment, getting under the supervision initially of a liver specialist, but then your GP, and then uh, it can be managed. The problem is that less than half of the people who have Hep B are in uh, care, are under the care of a, a medical practitioner, and that's because of that lack of awareness. Wow. Then again, then I'll go to their say Hep C. Fantastic news there is that in the last few years there are cures that have been discovered that, and, you know, we're all searching for that for the coronavirus. We've already got it for hepatitis C in Australia. It's just on the PBS. And for one tablet a day, so between, depending on which tablet you're choosing, uh, it's between uh, eight weeks or 12 weeks and you can be cured. Wow. That's, that's excellent news. And that's just on the PBS, so that's just, you know, three lots of scripts or whatever, you're, you're cured. That's good. And what happens if, I guess, you go undiagnosed? What can it lead to? So that, yes, if you don't get then into care and managed, uh, so you start with that inflammation of the liver. So hepatitis just means inflammation of the liver. It can progress then to uh, being cirrhotic and it can ultimately progress to liver cancer. And unfortunately, uh, liver cancer is the fastest growing cause of cancer death in Australia. Wow, that's, that's, that's not good. No, so that's a lot of people. Uh, it's partly because we've done so well in Australia with other areas because of the awareness raising and education and improved treatments. You know, breast cancer's gone down, prostate cancer's gone down, skin cancer rates have gone down. And that's what we need to do with viral hepatitis uh, leading to liver cancer. We want to turn that liver cancer down by reducing the number of people with viral hepatitis. Mm. So the first step would be to make an appointment with your uh, GP, mm. your general practitioner? Yeah. So just uh, an ask for a blood test for your liver function. If, and not that everybody needs to do that, but it's really kind of... Uh, if you're possibly in an at-risk group, which is actually quite broad, really. So uh, for hepatitis B, it's really people who have come from endemic uh, countries, where high-risk countries, mainly migrant and refugee communities where it's uh, high-risk, because it's mainly past mother to child for hepatitis B. There's far higher rates in the Aboriginal community of Hep B, and we've actually there's a specific strain to the Aboriginal in the Aboriginal community. And in fact, the Hepatitis B antigen was uh, <laughs> discovered in Australia. 
and that's uh, the person who discovered it, his birthday was the 28th of July, so that's why we're even talking about this today. Well, there you go. Uh, no, that's amazing. So Luca. that was uh, a Nobel laureate, Professor Bloomberg. Wow. Anyway, uh, so, yes, CUGP, but so it depends if you're a bit in those at-risk groups. In Australia, the highest at-risk group for um, hep C is people who either currently inject or maybe injected decades ago mm. and acquired it. And uh, we didn't even know it was a risk. As I said, there's other, other groups, though, as well. You can get it through perhaps unsafe uh, tattooing. Might have been uh, medical procedures that were unsafe. But, so there's plenty of people in Australia who got it through uh, poor infection control in medical procedures, perhaps from countries where there was uh, less safety. So tell us about the um, your branch, which is Hepatitis Victoria. What does mm -hmm. it do throughout the year? So we're the peak body uh, seeking to improve the response to viral hepatitis and actually liver health generally. Sure. And we do we span a range of things from advocacy, awareness raising, through opportunities we've been lucky enough to have today on your radio station. Uh, we do health promotion, uh, working with at-risk communities, uh, you know, education in prisons or young people, etc. As I say, migrant and refugee communities. We seek to educate workforces who might come into contact with people so that they can respond mm -hmm. and, and encourage people to get tested, get onto treatment. Yeah, because being and diagnosed a, faster a, is better uh, most probably. Yes, and uh, we uh, have a, an information line and we provide direct support that way too. Which is really good. And if people are wanting to get involved, whether it be for um, training or further information, how can they go about that? So our website got a lot of information there. So that's just uh, HEPVIC, so I might spell that out, H-E-P-V-I-C. .org.au uh, or there you can contact our info line as well. Uh, should I give the number for that? Yeah, sure. Uh, 1800 703 003. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Melanie, and I hope that we've been able to uh, get the conversation started uh, to all of our listeners out there. That's right. Don't hesitate to talk about it, uh, people. You know, don't don't uh, let stigma stop you from chatting. Yeah, raise it with your GP, and uh, let's eliminate hepatitis. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Melanie. Take care and stay safe. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. And that was Melanie Eagle, who is the CEO of Hepatitis Victoria. And remember that you can get uh, further information by visiting their website. Go to www.hepvic.org.au. So that's H-E-P-V-I-C.org.au. Or you can call the Hepatitis Info Line on 1-800-703-003. That's 1-800-703-003.